Today, we are going to be finishing up our uh, lesson on becoming a good leader. So this is becoming a good leader part two. And for those of you that uh, want to recap, we'll go ahead and recap the first part. It was uh, becoming a good leader requires you to be good at leading yourself. Uh, you also have to know and work within your strengths. Next, you need to put your team and their needs above your own. And then when somebody quits your team, you need to look at yourself and see what you could do better as a leader. And then lastly, from last episode was listen more than you talk as a leader. Be the person that's the most interesting person in the room by listening. So let's go ahead and jump into part two. And today we're going to start with handling criticism with grace. See, as a leader, you're going to get all sorts of opinions, all sorts of comments, and you need to be able to handle those with grace. So when, when somebody criticizes you or gives you suggestions, you have to be willing to listen open-mindedly. Don't take offense to it. Also understand that you may not know where that person is coming from, but you also need to be able to take it with a grain of salt. So when somebody is criticizing you or they're giving you a critique, understand who that person is and basically what kind of source it's coming from. Does that source matter? You know, when you've got 8,000 haters typing on your post, those guys don't matter. But if somebody from your inner circle brings something up, that's somebody that you should listen to. Next, as a leader, you need to admit your mistakes and not only admit to them, but you should learn from them. So when admitting mistakes, you need to admit them early and quickly. You need to accept that mistakes are part of the process. They're going to happen. You're not going to get everything right the first time all the time. But you need to insist on learning from those mistakes. Because like we say all the time, Failure is an opportunity to learn, but if you do the same thing twice, that's your fault because you didn't learn from the mistake the first time. Ask yourselves and others what you could possibly be missing. What was it that you missed that could have helped you avoid that mistake? And give people around you the ability to challenge you. Again, that goes back to the criticism. Make sure that the people that are challenging you are the people that are in your inner circle, as well as take that outer circle challenge with a grain of salt. Now, this one is really, really hard for most people. Stop micromanaging your team and start focusing on priorities. See, we as leaders sometimes want to control everything. But remember, being a manager is controlling. Being a leader is searching out the priorities, casting the vision, and then going there and having people follow you on that journey. By micromanaging, you become, again, the manager, and you're pointing to them and telling them what to do in every small aspect. And you become overbearing, which causes people to get frustrated, which causes people to want to quit. So take a look at you as the leader 
and start doing and following and setting your priorities and stop micromanaging what your team is doing. Again, we wanna be the best listener in the room. And the next step to that is becoming the best learner in the room. See, you need to be able to invest in yourself first. You know, with leadership, it's kind of like the oxygen masks when they come down on the plane. What do they always tell everybody? They say, put your mask on first before you take another mask and put it on somebody else. Why? Because if you don't have oxygen, how can you help anybody else? So as a leader, if you are not constantly learning and filling yourself up, how do you have the ability to pour out into your team and raise the level of leadership in your team? So that's why I applaud you for being on today, because again, you are taking those necessary steps to fill up your cup, to level up your leadership so that you're able to pour into others and increase the leadership capacity of you and your team. You need to become a continual learner. You know, I'm glad that you're on here, but it shouldn't just stop with this training every single week. You should be training and learning something throughout the day, every single day. You should have this as part of your moaning uh, habit or ritual that you do. So each morning, do something to increase your leadership capacity and to fill yourself up. Also, create an environment inside of your team, within your team for learning. That way, not only are you just the one learning and learning and learning and growing and growing and growing, because what ends up happening is there becomes a complete gap between you and the people that you're leading. If you want to bring up that next level of leadership, you need to be developing and creating that space for them to grow and lead. Now we start looking at results. You need to judge your leadership, not by your successes, but by the amount and the number of successes your team has. You know, are the people on your team following your lead? So if you're having success, is your team having success? If it's just your success and nobody on your team is winning, then it's time to start redirecting your focus because your lasting success is dependent on the amount of success your team has. Are your teams promoting? Are they changing? Are they growing? Growth in your team is also contributing to the success of your overall team. Are there people stepping up into leadership positions? Do you see those people in your team that are naturally gifted or those ones that are hardworking and deserving of credit? Make sure that you are focusing on them and developing them and letting them know that you see their leadership capability. And then are the members on your team succeeding? Bottom line, are you helping that new person that's joined your team see early and quick success? That is a great measure of a leader is by the number of people on their team having success. If you have a large group 
Make sure that you're having large successes. You are celebrating every small win that happens on your team. It's one of those things that when a small win happens, it's normally with somebody that just started in your organization. So when you celebrate those wins, you are compounding and compounding and compounding the success that you're having, which creates the group feel, that culture of winning and success and causes people to want to come along for the ride with you. Next, you need to take the long road that leads to higher learning. You know, you need to choose accomplishment over affirmation, choose significance over security, future potential over right now gain, personal growth over immediate gratification. Focus on further expanding your team. Choose quality and quantity of life. Choose excellence over mediocrity. Choose multiplication over addition. And choose to play harder in the second half than you did in the first half. And this can apply throughout every single month, every single week, every single year. So you have to be able to set up timelines in order for you to understand how to compound your month, your week, and your year. And then finally, as a leader, the greatest step that you can have to becoming a great leader is credit others with your success. You know, that's why the, the name of my podcast is The Help Made Millionaire. And that's because when people talk about being a self-made anything, there's no such thing as being self-made. Somebody somewhere had to sacrifice in order for you to achieve the success, to get to the level that you need to get to. Your success was dependent on someone somewhere at some time. Perfect example is you may think that you're the first in your family to do everything, which is great. You could be the first in your family to become a generational wealth builder. But guess what? There was somebody in your family that lived in a different country that sought out coming to the United States in order to create a better life for their family. Somebody in your family chose to do something different to create the opportunity for future generations. Just like you are creating those opportunities right now for future generations of your family. You are creating the success for them. Same thing within your business. Credit your team for your successes. Because without your team, you would not be able to reach the levels that you are currently reaching. Because going back to sharing with everyone and becoming uh, a greater successful leader, it's because of the fact that you're focusing on those team wins. So when you get the awards, when you get the accolades, understand that it was a combined effort and you were able to focus on creating success for others, which in turn created the success for you. So to recap today's part two, you need to handle criticism with grace. 
You need to admit your mistakes and learn from them. That's the most important part. Admit, but also learn from them. Stop micromanaging your people and start going in the direction of your priorities. Become the best learner in the room. You know, when you go into a room, you want to be the dumbest person in the room because that means that you have so much growth potential in that room. If you're the smartest person in that room, you're in the wrong room. Next, you need to judge your success and your leadership ability by the successes your team is having. Take the longer road that leads to higher learning because that will be something that lasts rather than short-term gain, which is fleeting and causes problems along the way. And then finally, credit others with your success. Look for the opportunity to praise the team for your accomplishments, and that will allow you to become the successful leader that you were destined to be. Guys, go out and make it an amazing day, and I hope your week is as awesome as you are.